All right, it is time to get going with Doug Oster, of course, DougOster.com. He is via remote today. He'll be back in the studio with us very soon. But the number to get a question in for Doug, because we're going to get to the phones right off the top. We've got about 45 minutes before Mrs. Know-It-All drops by this holiday weekend. The number is 866-391-1020. But let's begin by giving you a great opportunity to begin this holiday edition of The Organic Gardener. If you're the 10th caller at 412-922-1020, you win a $25 gift certificate from Sorgo. So, final tomato planting time is here. But before he gives you a few ideas, he's got some other things he wants to discuss. So, let's welcome back to the Organic Gardener, your host, Doug Oster. Good morning, Doug. Good morning, Rob. Well, what, do, what is your opinion of this rain? Because as gardeners, we look at the rain differently than normal people, and I'm including you in the normal people category. Uh, I absolutely loved it. It was I was telling Felicia Woody earlier today with that first alert forecast, they always drop by in the first hour of the program on Sundays. I said, you know what? It was just nice to see a torrential downpour long overdue. I enjoyed it. Uh, well, as gardeners, we are <laughs> definitely... Uh, Enjoying it. Did Felicia say anything about uh, drought conditions or anything like that? Are we coming out of that? Did you guys discuss that? Well, you know, it's funny you should mention that. One of the stories I talked about on my show today, this drought is really affecting U.S. farmers. And in the uh, Post-Gazette today, that lanternfly story just continues to develop as well. And I'm sure you're going to have something to say about the lanternfly. We talked about it yesterday with Andy and Mike on the True Value Show. She said it's going to make a nice dent because we're supposed to get a nice big storm today. And from what everyone is saying, including AccuWeather, it could rain many through the holiday. So it may dampen some fireworks, but it could really help much needed farmers and people who are into gardening and uh, giving, give them something to whet their appetite with. Ah, well said. Well, speaking of uh, gardening, uh, this is the final tomato planting, as uh, Rob mentioned. Uh, I know you're, what you're saying, like, what, what are you talking about, planting tomatoes in July? But yes, um, uh, July 4th is the last planting in my garden for tomatoes, and I'm taking tomatoes that are early varieties, varieties that put on tomatoes quickly, sun gold, other cherries, 4th of July, early girl, stuff like that, and putting them in now. I've left some room for them. And what that does is they just, they love this warm soil. And believe it or not, there's enough time for these early tomatoes to come to fruition by the end of the season. Even if you're in the case where you you didn't get your garden in in May and you're thinking like, oh, I missed my window, but no, you know, go to the nursery. The nursery's got big tomato plants too, and they're almost giving them away now because normal people have stopped planting. And so not only tomatoes, I have a greenhouse filled with peppers too. And, and uh, I've I experimented in the last couple of years, actually uh, from a, something I read from Jessica Walliser, uh, who used to host a show with me. And I read this article that she wrote about growing garlic in containers, and I never thought of it. And so I'm like, hmm, well, I'll give it a shot. And I've done pretty well. You know, I still haven't figured out how to get the biggest bulbs, the same size bulbs that I get in the ground, but they're close. And those are, it's really close to garlic harvest. We're going to talk a little bit about that in a second. But as soon as those ones in the containers come out, that's what I'm waiting to put those peppers in. Uh, And as I said, with this warm uh, weather and the rain, uh, this is going to be uh, perfect for peppers and tomatoes to get them in there and get them going. And yes, it's for some people I've seen have already harvested their garlic. Mine isn't ready yet. And so what I do to t- tell if it's ready is I pull out one or two heads and I just take a close look at them. And if that kind of white 
sheath that's tight against the skin is still still not dried up much. Uh, I'm waiting. Uh, but there's nothing wrong with pulling them a little early. You'd rather per- pull your garlic early than late because when you get to, too late, it starts splitting. It doesn't store as well. You know, if you've got 10 heads, it doesn't matter. But if you've got hundreds and you want them to last until next year, uh, you want to get them and store them the right way. And so when I'm when I do harvest, which will be when things dry out here a little bit, uh, I will hang them in uh, like a tool shed type place, warm, dry place for three weeks to let them cure. That's the trick to getting them to last as long as possible and leaving the stalks on there. That's important too. And so I'll just hang them up three weeks and then bring them in, leave those stalks on there, store them inside, and hopefully that garlic will last all the way until next year but the garlic that i'm pulling out of the garden that are in the ground as soon as that comes out then it's bush beans Uh, and you could do other things too Uh, you know you could put greens in there you could put uh, if you could find anything like cabbage broccoli something like that with fresh plants if anybody had them you could put that in there you could actually put seeds in of something like kale Uh, but there's a bush bean i love it's called dragon's tongue and it's so beautiful it's like a flat, kind of yellowish bean with like purple stripes on it, and it's really tasty. And even though when it gets big, it stays tender, and so that's one of my favorites. But I'm trying something new this year. I actually tried it last year without any luck at all. I didn't get any germination. I'm trying chickpeas, uh, which is like what they they make them into. They call them garbanzo beans. So I got a packet of chickpeas, and again, as soon as that garlic comes out, that's what I'm going to I'm gonna put in some of those chickpeas, see if I can get them to sprout, and see how they grow. I've never grown it before, but it's always fun to experiment with things like that, um, you know, something new. Uh, it's been, besides the dry, it's been a great year uh, in the garden for, for most plants. Uh, I've got lots of lettuce out there. I'm pl- replanting more lettuce. That's the other thing, too. You know, we're talk a lot about this succession planting where, you know, I planted tomatoes in May. Now I'm planting them again. I've been planting them. Same with the peppers, Uh, you know, garlic coming out, beans going in, that's succession planting, but lots of uh, different crops of lettuce throughout the year because when it does get hot, that lettuce will just, what we call bolt, which means go to seed and it'll it'll be done. Uh, I want to tell you about an event that's coming up next Saturday. Uh, It's a fundraiser for the Remember Me Rose Garden, which is an amazing place. Now, that is out by the Flight 93 Memorial, but the fundraiser is in Gibsonia, Saturday from 2 to 5 p.m. Um, this this garden is was put in place uh, as a tribute to um, the victims of Flight 93, and they've, they've worked on it for a long time. They've got these amazing roses out there. Uh, the variety is called Julie Andrews. They've got all these perennials out there. It is a cool garden to see. But if you would like to support them, this fundraiser is Saturday, two to five. It's twenty-five bucks. That means that comes with beer and wine and soft drinks and finger food and music, and plus uh, this famous Rosarian is going to be there, uh, who I had on the show before. So just I, all that information I just posted at DougOster.com. Uh, take a look at that. And there's a really special deal I've worked out with Han Nursery today. <laughs> um, I'm always scheming. <laughs> but uh, my friend Lorraine, every year, her and her husband have way too many canna bulbs. I mean, I'm talking 
garbage cans filled with canna bulbs. And canna, cannas are that uh, uh, they grow from a bulb. They're this big, tall, with a red flower, uh, uh, easy to grow. You know, again, you could put them in now. They're going to do their thing. Well, I usually give them away at the at the plant swap, but I forgot about it, and they didn't email me. Well, she she has all these extra canna bulbs along with a bunch of gladiola bulbs. Uh, and I and she says, what can I do with them? I said, you know what? I'll figure out something for for them. And so I asked Han Nursery. I said, could they just dump them there and you guys give them away, like buy something and you get a free canna bulb or a gladiola bulb? So that's the deal. All you have to do uh, today and for as long as these last, actually, it's first come, first serve. Could be today, could be tomorrow, could be in two hours. I don't know. <laughs> they open at 10. But all you have to do, go to Han Nursery. Buy anything, just one little thing, and you're going to get a bulb for free, uh, which is so cool and will be fun to grow for you. Again, they open at 10. It's first come, first serve. You know, if if you're if you can't go until later, give them a call first. Uh, say, hey, do you still have those free bulbs? And they've got all sorts of good deals on there going on there. Uh, veggie pots for a buck. Veggie packs for a buck uh, still look nice, uh, and in you know as we've talked about <laughs> through the whole beginning of the show, there's still time to plant all this stuff. And Hunt Nursery, it's in Ross, uh, at the intersection of Babcock and Three Degree. You should go there, buy something, get some free bulbs from some from my friends, and uh, it's it's just uh, you're gonna find all sorts of other deals there too. That's that's the other thing you got to get out and find all the deals because this is the time to do it. This is when everything is going on sale. And real quick before we break, um, besides planting other greens right now, I'm also, I also started some nasturtiums um, and some moonflower seeds uh, in, in pots. Uh, and, you know, yeah, I know you said, boy, it's awful late, but those nasturtiums, there's one I love, and you, uh, I posted pictures of it called Orchid Flame. Uh, there's still time to get that stuff going, stick it in the garden. It's going to bloom in, in about a month. All right, Rob, are we uh, ready for a break? We are ready for a break, but we want to take your calls on the other side of the break. So anything on your mind in the way of gardening, you may have to dance through some raindrops today, but that's a good thing. Uh, you can call us, 866-391-1020. Doug and I are back in just moments. All right, if you have a question for Doug, now would be a time for you to call in and uh, get on the line. We'd love to hear from you. Don't forget, Larry and Marty looking for some hometown heroes. If you know someone doing extraordinary things in your community, we want to know about them. Nominations are now open at kdkradio.com. Larry and Marty's hometown heroes, 100.1 FM, AM 1020, KDK. All right, we have one caller on the line, and let's say hello to Tom in McDonald. Tom, how you doing? Good morning. Okay, good. Uh, Doug. I'll just hold you a minute. I have trouble. Um, my opolka, my margot, my early growth all have nice tomatoes. In fact, my opolka is big, and I'm looking for them to turn any time. But Jeez. my potato top, my potato tops have a lot of blossoms, but no tomatoes. What? Why? Uh, a lot of times with potato top and other heirlooms like that, when it gets hot, they won't set fruit. They'll drop those blossoms. Uh, but don't worry. Uh, it's it's going to happen. <laughs> you know, it's just it's about timing. I'm, I'm surprised because I know that, you know, we talked last or two weeks ago that you would put your tomatoes in really early. And so I would expect those to set fruit. But they can be a little fussy sometimes about setting fruit. That's why they're... Actually, one of the 
uh, one of the last tomatoes that we picked during the year. You know, Tom, tell me again that saying that your mother had about being in the garden. Do you remember the one I'm talking about? Right. She says if you want to live out of your garden, you have to live in your garden. <laughs> oh, Tom, I love that, man. That is great. And so otherwise, uh, how is the garden going, Tom? Oh, everything's good. I've, I'm picking my green peppers. Uh, every, everything's coming good. My kohlrabis are about done, but uh, everything else is really coming good, except my potato stalks. They will not set fruit. Yeah. Uh, that is one of the downsides of that heirloom variety. But as I said, wait it out. You'll get them. They'll, we'll have a little period here where things will cool off. They'll, they'll set fruit eventually. One thing you might, you might do, uh, just shake the plant a little bit uh, with tomatoes. Sometimes when they don't set, tomatoes are self-pollinating, meaning that both male and female are, are, are in, in that uh, flower. And so what happens is a bee goes up to it, but it can't get in the flower. And the vibration of the bee being in there is what shakes the male and female parts and makes them uh, cross. So give them, a, give them a, just a little shake uh, once a day, and maybe you'll set your fruit that way. Tom, I really appreciate your call. It was great to talk to you and have a great garden season. Give us a call back, too. I want to hear how things are going. I can't believe he's already picking peppers. That's uh, that makes me jealous. All right, let's go to Nikki. Nikki is in Monroeville. Hey, Nikki, how are you? Hi, thanks. Uh, my Siberian iris finally bloomed after a few years beautifully this year. Should I be cutting off those seed pods at the top? Tell me again what the plant is. I missed at the beginning. Uh, Siberian iris. Oh, your irises. Uh, you know, you don't have to. Siberian irises are so tough. Uh, I'll tell you a little story about Siberian iris. In this property next to mine, uh, th you know, they let it grow, just grow, and it had been cut for, geez, probably 30 years, and Siberian iris came up when they let it go, uh, you know, for, they let it go for, like, the beneficial bugs. And so Siberian irises, they'll just do their thing. You don't have to cut those off. If you did cut them off, it wouldn't hurt it either. Uh, but Siberian iris are just, they're so tough. Uh, what color are they? Uh, light Medium purple. Oh, God, they're so beautiful, aren't they? That, that's one of my favorite plants. Okay, how about gladiolas? Is it too late to plant gladiola bulbs? No, not at all. Uh, in fact, I was saying today, you can get a free gladiola bulb if you go to Han Nursery. Just buy something. They're going to give you a gladiola bulb. But actually, with gladiolas, that's what we want to do. We want to plant some early, some mid-season, some late. Um, go get a bag of gladiolas, put them in, and there's plenty of time to, uh, for them to bloom. Oh, great. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. We, we've got time for maybe a quick one here. Let's go to Keith in Moon Township. Hey, Keith, you're on KDKA. Yeah, hi, Rob. Hi, Doug. Yeah, Doug, I finally did. I rounded up some buckets, uh, and I started putting some tomato plants in, bought some dirt, bought some tomato plants, and everything's going pretty good. And then all of a sudden, I come home from work yesterday, and here's a deer chomping on my uh. tops of my plants. Uh, yeah. Is deer well, netting going to fix that? Deer netting will help, but also, you know, for the first thing always is a physical barrier is the number one thing to keep those deer out of there. 
second thing after that is to spray something on there. The stuff I use is called Bobex, but there's lots of different things out there, and they all work great. Uh, yeah, get a physical barrier up there so those deer are away from your tomatoes, or or spray something, okay? You mean a fence or the net by physical? Uh, the netting around it will do the, do the trick as long as they can't get to it. All right, Keith, thank you for the call. We're going to take more calls on the other side of the break. We've got every line available. That number to dial to be on the show is 866-391-1020, 866-391-1020. Coming up, bottom of the hour, Rob Taylor is back with a look at your news. And then we give you an opportunity to win a gift certificate worth $25 to Janoski's, where they're getting ready for their big wine event on july 10th they've got fresh strawberries the first sweet corn of the season just a great place to go spend a holiday weekend want to remind all of you as well coming up later today next hour it is the coons cooking hour and getting ready for the grilling that is the fourth of july weekend with that great weber grill hot dogs hamburgers steaks chops seafood veggies and more Frank and I are going to give you a chance to phone in and maybe take home a $25 gift certificate from Coons Market. And then you and I with some open talk, patriotism, and more big headlines of the day that Rob has been sharing with you. We're going to discuss all of that and more in the 9 o'clock hour. Baird, your money, and you. And then the Coons Market Black and Gold Sunday show on KDKA. Jam Fest is back August 12th, North Park. Three-on-three basketball tournament, grades three through adult recreational and adult championship group. All team ticket proceeds benefit Folds of Honor. Food trucks tip off at 10 a.m. Coach Dave Gray, Kids Zone. This is Kids Zone and Details and registration available on the events page at kdkradio.com. Brought to you by Spitzer Toyota. Doug Oster is here, the organic gardener. Mrs. Know-it-all within 10 minutes. But right now, we want you to phone in. And if you're the 10th caller, you win that $25 gift certificate to the farm. Janoski's Farm, Route 30 in Clinton, 412-922-1020. But if you have a question for Doug, 866-391-1020. And Rose is up next, and she wants to talk to Doug right now about her petunias. Hey, Rose. Hi. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Hey, Doug, every year, Mother's Day, my daughter buys me these beautiful hanging baskets of petunias. And I, by now, by July 4th, they die. What am I doing wrong? How big is... I water uh, them. You, I water them. Okay, I that was my first... That's my first question. How, first up, how big are the hanging baskets? Like, how big around? Uh, the normal size that you get that blows or, you know, like 12 10 inches, inches across. Oh, yeah, yeah 10, 10, 10 or 12 inches. inches. Yeah. Yeah, uh, 10 to 12 inches. They're gorgeous. They're beautiful. And, I mean, I have other flowers, and they work. It's beautiful. What am I doing? How often are you watering? Uh, sometimes every day. Okay. Uh, the only thing to be sure of is they're getting enough water and not too much water. And so every time that you're about to water, stick your finger down as deep as you can into the pot. If it's dry, of course, it needs water. Uh, but then also the other thing to think about is fertilization. And so I think what might be happening is those petunias might be eating up everything in that uh, hanging basket by 4th of July. Uh, and so uh, I like this liquid fertilizer, but it's called Dramatic with two M's. But you can find all sorts of different liquid fertilizers out there. Petunias are pretty tough. It, it's just hard... Those those hanging baskets are, are kind of small to 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 keep going, um, but as long as they as long as they have the water they need, 
not overwatered, and they have a little bit of fertilizer. And I mean a little bit means every time you water, you're fertilizing. Uh, okay. And, and what's the name of it again? Can you spell it for me? It's called Dramatic, D-R-A-M-M-A-T-I-C. And there's two places locally you can get it. One is Han Nursery in the north, and the other one is uh-huh. Chapin's Greenhouse in the south. If you can't get to either one of those places, you can also find it online. And it's a, constant, it's a concentrate, and it's fish-based. And, ah. and, again, I'm not getting paid to tell you about it. This is what I use. And when you mix it up, you just put a couple tablespoons in for a, a gallon of water. You water your petunia first, get that uh, soil nice and moist, and then we add a little bit more fertilizer on there uh, just so the plant can uptake it while its roots are nice and moist like that. And it will, it will definitely help. Now, are they gone, gone, or do you think you can bring them back? No, no, they're not all gone. And I, I actually deadhead them every day. All right, that's the right <laughs> And thing. I'm wondering, the ones, you know how underneath they all they get all yucky and, mm-hmm. and they're not very pretty. Should I cut that off or, or just leave it be? Uh, anything like that looks like dead wood or is turning really yellow and brownish, that should be removed. You can snip that off. I think the fertilizer is going to help you a lot. Okay, because right now I'm just using, like, miracle Grow, which is, oh, my goodness, uh, that's what I use. And I use it a lot. Hmm. But, oh, yeah, I use it all the time, the miracle Grow, And they just – and they have plenty of sun. Should they, and I, get, I put them in the sun, then I'll take it and I'll put it over where it's not so sunny to try that area. Jeez, and it sounds three like it, of them. You know what? It I get them like, every year. It sounds like you're doing everything the right way. I'm, I guess I'm going to – zero in on that watering it's either too little or too much and that's the question okay uh, i put my finger down in there i'll do that yep. from now on try that i got it got it because everything else you're doing sounds absolutely perfect you, you're doing the right thing uh, and they do need a lot of sun right yeah they love sun i'm just afraid okay. with a small container like that that even if you water it in the morning by the afternoon the, ah, it, yes. It, it might be dried out by then in in full sun. That's my only concern, but I can't tell unless I'm on the site. So you, when you water yeah. in the morning. And I, have another que- I have another question about right, this. Though. Do you think that it, you can see that there's not as near as much dirt in there as there was in, in, at Mother's Day? Should I add more dirt, more soil? I thought of hold doing on, that. Hold on for a second. I'm getting, a, I'm getting an emergency text from Mrs. Know-it-all. She's listening. Uh, Oh, perfect. Okay. All right. They're struggling in those pots because they push them to bloom. She needs to cut them. And she's she's got another text. She might be using too much fertilizer, too. So Mrs. Know-it-all, that's what she's thinking, too. Um, and so tell you, when Mrs. Know-it-all comes, comes on uh, in a couple minutes, we'll talk a little uh-huh. bit about this, what she means by cutting them, and we'll get some oh, more information great. for you uh, for your petunias, okay? Did, now, oh, what was that's great, because you know what? I see downtown, we go to the ball games, and they have petunias on the bridges, and they're gorgeous, and they live till September, you know, so I, I'm definitely doing something wrong. I really appreciate you guys. I'll All wait right. to hear from uh, Mrs. Know-it-all. Thanks, guys. Thanks for your call. All right. Uh-huh. Thank okay. you for the call, Rose. Let's keep her going. Let's say hi to Pam, and she's calling today from Aspenwald. Hey, Pam, how are you? I'm fine. I'm, thank you for helping. I put up a fence because we have so many deer eating everything in sight, and now I'm finding that there's a groundhog is coming uh, up in the garden, and my daylilies, and the, I had been planting different types of lilies, 
have also been eaten. And the only thing that I can think of is it's that groundhog I've seen walking along. Big old fat thing. Do you have any suggestions? If that groundhog's in the garden, they'll eat just about anything. Uh, you're sure the deer aren't getting in, right? I'm positive. It's okay. on a hillside okay. and comes the whole way across. And, and you've seen that groundhog in there? Yep. You're going to have to get rid of them one way or another. Uh, if that means hiring somebody to trap them or that means trapping them yourself. Um, that's all you can do. Uh, there's there's really no deterrent for them. They do make some, you know, sprays and stuff, but once a groundhog gets in and starts eating stuff, uh, that's it. You're going to um, have you're going to have um, to get rid of them. And I have seen the hole, which is near, you know, I didn't know if that's where he was coming out, but it's a big hole. So I thought, uh, that's where he's coming from. So Well, there's uh, two holes. Do me a favor. Uh, right. Send me an email. If you just go to DougOster.com and click on the contact button, send me a message and we can talk uh, at length about some different options for groundhogs, okay? Great. Thanks so much, Doug. Thank you. All right, Doug, Bye. let me give you time for some news and notes. About a minute and a half, then we'll go to break. It's all yours. Go ahead. Well, uh, I've got a special deal going on at Han Nursery today, which is in Ross. Uh, this is a first-come, first-serve basis, but uh, a friend of mine, Lorraine, has a had a giant trash bag or garbage can filled with cannas and gladiola bulbs. They're going to give them away at Han. All you got to do is just buy one thing and you get free bulbs. <laughs> uh, like I said, I don't know how long those bulbs will be there. They open at 10 a.m. Will they be there at 11, 12, 3 in the afternoon? I don't know. But if you're not going to be there at 10 when they open, just give them a call and say, hey, are the free bulbs still there? And they've got lots of good deals going on there. Uh, $1 for vegetable packs, uh, $1 for vegetables and pots. They look good, too. And, uh, you know, as we said, it's not too late to plant. Uh, we can put all this stuff in the ground still, and they're going to do great. They're going to love this rain. They're going to love this weather. Uh, and then another thing I want to tell you about, again, is um, on Saturday, uh, that's July 8th, 2 to 5, uh, Remember Me Rose Garden uh, Garden Party Fundraiser. Uh, Remember Me Rose Garden is such, a, a, such an amazing place uh, where they're uh, paying trip, tribute to the people who died uh, in Flight 93, and they've built this beautiful garden there. The fundraiser, it's 25 bucks. You're going to go for a good party. You're going to get free music. You're going to get drinks. You're going to get finger food. Uh, all that information is at DougOster.com. And real quick, I do have a few seats left uh, for my Tuscany trip in October. I'm doing two trips. One sold out, but the other one, there's probably maybe four or five seats left. Uh, it's the uh, least expensive trip I've ever had to Europe. We have a lot of fun when we go. Nine-day trip uh, in Italy. There's there's just there's no better place in the world, <laughs> trust me, than Italy. And we're going to uh, Florence and Pisa and then all to these little hill towns. It's just going to be awesome. All that information is at DougOster.com. Uh, I would love for you to go with me. Take a look at that Remember Me Rose Garden party. You should go. That's in Gibsonia, by the way. And then check out Han Nursery, too. You get some free bulbs if you just buy one little thing. All right, we'll come back. Mrs. Know-It-All and, of course, Doug return in just a couple of moments. Next hour, it's all about getting ready for that big 4th of July cookout. We've got lots of good stuff on the Coons Cooking Hour. It's your Pratt Pack. It's KDKA. Back with more in a moment. 
All right, Doug is back, and Doug, it's just about that time. We'll get Mrs. Know-It-All on in just a couple of moments. But again, remind him about that event next week. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, next week uh, on Saturday from 2 to 5 p.m. in Gibsonia, a fundraiser for the Remember Me Rose Garden. Uh, it is a great, great place, $25, and you get all sorts of cool stuff, all the stuff's at DougOster.com. All right, time to bring up the curtain on you-know-who. Go ahead, Doug. It's time for Mrs. Know-It-All. That's horticulturalist Denise Schreiber. And, Denise, we got a lot to talk about this morning. Let's start off with those petunias. When you say that she should be cutting them, what does that mean? She should be cutting them back, you know, if she's getting those little, they're usually a 10-inch basket, mm-hmm. they dry out almost instantly because they force them to bloom, so they really push growth. So they have a lot of roots, and they dry out a lot of faster. She would be better off putting it in a larger uh, hanging basket or in a container. You know, uh, when she gets it, you know. Yeah, I, I think I think I think those hanging baskets are way too small and, and too hard to keep them going. But you'd also said maybe uh, too much fertilization. And uh, well, tell me about that. She said that she was fertilizing all the time. So you know, for, you should fertilize maybe once a week, even with that high heat, once a week. But she should have been watering it first. You know, like you said, right, and then right. fertilizing it. You know, and it depends on people get a little generous with like <laughs> fertilizers and everything, yeah. and you really need to follow the directions on that. <laughs> so we've talked we've talked about this before, but I I had to bring it up again, uh, and you and I talked this week about it because every day, and I'm sure you're doing the same thing, where people are telling you they're making these homemade crazy recipes for weed Ugh. control, for bug control. Tell you know, tell, first off, why why is that a bad idea? Well, you know, mainly because some people are really cheap and don't want to go buy the stuff that's correct. You know, there is no um, stabilization in those types of remedies. But the other thing is, and I just mentioned, you know, somebody get a little happy, you know, making something. Mm-hmm. So I know that they use that horrible, horrible, horrible Dawn dish soap, Epsom salts, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, well, you know, it it killed the weeds. Well, yeah, sometimes it will top kill them or it will kill an annual weed, but it doesn't kill things like Canada thistle, you know, which just goes forever. Mm -hmm. And you're killing beneficials. In, in the ground as well. You're not thinking about that, you know, earthworms, you know, all the little bacteria that are the, there's actually good bacteria, you know, in the soil. And people are, you know, eliminating that. You are much better off spending a few dollars and getting what you need for your problem, whether it's to kill weeds, if you have insects, you know, if you have some sort of disease, there are products made to take care of it. And a lot of times these things will actually kill the good guys, too, as well. Drive, drives, so, you cra- yeah. drives, you crazy, drives you crazy when you see that on Facebook, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, I, I, a lot of stuff I see on Facebook, and I'm just like, oh, please. You know, it's like, you know, it's it's like the little, what they call the roly-polies, the so-bugs. Yeah. You know, yeah, they don't, just because they look metallic, they really don't take heavy.
heavy metals out of your soil. If you think you have heavy metals in your soil, you need to get a soil test from the university to see if you have heavy metals. Otherwise, when they die, the heavy metals are still there. They will yeah. digest them and make them go away. <laughs> <laughs> real quick before I, real quick before I let you go, uh, what se- kind of season has it been for you? Uh, let's see. I've had a zillion aphids. Uh, even on oh, my yeah. hellebores. Who bothers hellebores? Yep. I have white fly now and spider mites <laughs> just because of this goofy weather. Part of the problem was, you know, we had a mild spring, but we had a couple of days of frost. The predators have already hatched and then they were killed off. But then their food hatched and it's like, look what we can do. And if you saw the news the other night, they were showing in New York City aphids and they were like flying everywhere it was like a plague of locusts (laughs) now i i hope there's a way we can do it but and i know it's late in the season but i've got a tomato plant for you that i want you to trial we'll we'll try and make that happen this week somehow some way thanks denise appreciate it talk to you later bye-bye I'll be answering questions after the show, as uh, usual, at DougOster.com. As I said, there's a few seats left for my trip to Tuscany in October. And check out Han Nursery today. You can get some free bulbs if you go and just buy anything. Spend a buck, buy some peppers, buy some tomatoes, buy something cool for your garden, and uh, you'll get uh, uh, some free bulbs from a friend of mine. Lorraine has these canna bulbs and gladiola bulbs she donated for you to grow. And we want them to go to a good home. How are we doing on time there, Rob? You've got about 30 seconds, all yours. All right. Well, uh, as I said, keep planting. Um, it, it, and if you even if you haven't started a garden, it's not too late. Uh, I'm still planting lots of containers uh, with, with all sorts of discount stuff. You know me. You know how cheap I am. And uh, just continue planting. Have fun and enjoy your garden. Remember, organic gardeners, you make our world brighter and safer with each seed you sow. And every garden you grow. All right, Doug, have a great week. Stay with us because Frank Dentisi is in the building. And we're not only going to talk about using that grill, but maybe open flame cooking in the outdoor living space. People actually still do that, believe it or not. And we'll talk about some of the top things that people are going to be enjoying on the 4th of July that really will extend right through the 4th itself on Tuesday. Coons Cooking Hour, right after Rob Taylor checks your news next with your Pratt Pack on a Sunday morning at KDKA.